1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: The Western Australian state election is closing in fast. In WA, voters will go to the polls on the 13th of March. Predictions are for a landslide victory to the incumbent McGowan Labor Government. The opposition's in a fair bit of damage control, with their leader, Zach Kirkup, having essentially conceded the state election. There are some dimensions of interest to people with Christian faith and those who are outside of Christian faith but are interested in pro-life issues. Steve Klomp is President of Right to Life Association of Western Australia, a long-standing force in Western Australia, having been formed as long as 40 years ago. Let's get a pro-life perspective on developments in WA ahead of the state election. Steve Klomp, welcome along to 2020.
1: Oh, Thanks, Neil. It's great to be with you.
0: Steve, things are changing. Uh, 40 years ago, when Right to Life was formed, there were a certain set of issues to deal with. Things have really, at this point, intensified. Things are changing very quickly, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are, unfortunately. And you're right about uh, what was around 40 or 50 years ago when abortion, for example, first became law back in 79. Uh, It was only under very, very strict circumstances. But, of course, as you know... Once the law is uh, put into place, it's very hard to put the genie back in the bottle, isn't it? And the the law, the continuum just gets stretched, doesn't it? And so now we have the situation in some states, for example, where you can have abortion even when the child is currently being born, which is very sad. And, of course, uh, WA is not far behind that. So the laws have changed very, very uh, dramatically over the time. And, of course, the attack is on both ends of life. I mean, of course, we now have euthanasia law as well and uh, very, very sadly, and that itself is also being extended from being something that is an option for people within six months of the expected end of their life Uh, extensions to that are already being looked at and have already been looked at in other states. So, very sad situation.
0: Steve, let's cut to the chase. A state election is coming and you've got the McGowan Labor Government and their policies when it comes to life issues and the Zach Kirkup-led opposition. Uh, How do these (laughs) major leaders of the major parties, how do they measure up when it comes to pro-life issues? Well,
1: it's a very good question, isn't it? I mean, the, the state election is on March the 13th over here. But of course, as we know, um, you know, as many as 70% of people will vote ahead of time. So the pre-polling booths have been open for some time. And uh, as you know, in those situations, the, um, the, the incumbent government is usually very quiet on any controversial issues. Um, So we have to look a bit further into their history of what they've been doing and other things to know how they feel. But also we have to have a look at party policy. Now, we know that years ago, um, if you wanted to be in the Labour Party, you just about had to be Catholic and that's all there was to it. But of course, they've gone completely the other way now. And um, it's uh, the partnership with the Greens, which is, uh, you know, the most salient point of their existence at the moment. And certainly they are no friend of life. There's no question about that. And we look at party policy, Labor Party policy, Labor Party policy is for um, abortion, for example. So they are pro-choice, not pro-life, which um, in some ways is almost honest, I suppose, because on the other end of the spectrum, on the Liberal Party, the Liberal Party say, we allow a conscience vote on these issues. And uh, what ends up happening is people either leave the chamber when the vote is on or, or vote according to their conscience, which very often appears to be left wing which I guess is why we have so many amendments to anti-life things happening in our state and in other states. So yeah, so that's essentially the situation. We have a, a Greens and Labor um, coalition, if I can put it to you that way, and that are very much um, choice numbers against life. Uh, and then we have the Liberals who aren't actually for life at the moment. They are given a conscience vote on these and don't have a party platform on the issue, which in some ways I have to say is a little bit cowardly, but perhaps preferred to the Labor stance.
0: Well, that's such a powerful comment to make, that both sides in Western Australia, the Labor government, the Liberal opposition, both of them have a progressive social policy. And so where you've got abortion to birth in Western Australia and you've got uh, the euthanasia laws, uh, no one's really standing against those. So we're talking life issues here, neither side is on the side where you would say this is a pro-life party.
1: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you'd have to argue that the uh, Liberals have traditionally been pro-life, but, uh, you know, we are finding that it's less and less of something that they support, or let me put it to this way, there's less and less that they overtly support. There are some, Now, I also want you to understand that there are some on both sides of politics who um, are pro-life. So we have Michelle Roberts from the Labor Party and Margaret Quirk, for example, um, who are very much pro-life, and of course we have people on the Liberal Party who are pro-choice and very, openly about it as well. So in the, the waters are becoming very murky and we find that um, I suppose two things are important. The first thing is that we be allowing this to happen I have to say I'm a little bit angry at the various Christian churches who tend not to stand up and say very very plainly you know that this is wrong we tend to be so worried about things so that but perhaps that's an argument for another day the other thing that worries me about it is that um, you know we now find that we have to look at individuals and we're doing analysis of individual people and their track record on voting or their public stance if they're a new candidate to try and work out whether in fact fact, they are a Christian, uh, you know, led by Christian principles in their candidature. They're not there just simply to get elected and perhaps to extend their, their place or they kept their uh, seat in Parliament, but rather will stand for Christian. Values, and that most particular one of those is the uh, pro-life stance. So we are doing a lot of uh, research on um, you know, each of those as individuals, which, of course, takes a long time, but you don't really have a lot of choice anymore. Once upon a time, you used to be able to take you know, the party platform and know that everybody in that party would vote along those along those lines. Now, with the exception, perhaps, of the Australian Christians Party, which are very pro-life, the rest of them are either, their platform is either anti-life or their platform allows uh, a conscience vote, which doesn't let, leave you with any you know, feeling of uh, security, does it? <laughs> uh,
0: no, and uh, taking on board too, and we've been talking to Australian Christians and encouraging voters uh, to use their preferential voting to put a one into the Australian Christians box too, uh, interested mm. in, uh, and as you say, maybe a discussion for another day, but churches bear some share of the blame for not standing up along the way and declaring a pro-life position which you know, as we know uh, we talk about the value of life because we are created in the image and likeness of God and if you start to ignore that uh, you start to lose your culture of life and I know you like to talk about this idea that we're now looking at more of a culture of death today so in order to change the legislation you've got to actually work on the culture that's a powerful uh, way that you've got a look at things here, Steve.
1: I think that 's very true now I mean you, if basically uh, you know we get the, the leaders we deserve we get the leaders who do the things they do because we allow it and the problem we have is that the uh, you know we are just being silent now if we look at the major churches you know for Catholics for example the Anglicans and others they have been cowed into silence by you know controversy as you know and uh, historical controversy for which they are still paying the price and rightly so they should pay the price for that but that being cowed into silence means they're not prepared to say anything at all about anything, and perhaps they're lacking credibility. But I was very uh, pleased when the, uh, my own archdiocese uh, made a video about. To in Asia and how they felt that was wrong. I thought that was courageous. But generally speaking, I think, yes, our churches are allowing uh, these things to happen, and they're not prepared to stand up. Um, we actually go across all of the different denominations and ask them these questions, and I would ask a church, I'd ring a typical church, and I would say, look, you know, would you like to declare yourselves pro-life? Or you know, what is your pro-life stand? And they say, oh, we won't declare ourselves pro-life. We believe that, but we won't ever say anything. And I say, why is that? And they say, oh, well, we'd lose half our congregation if we said that, which, you know, is a bit of an interesting one. But at the end of the day, I think what you're really saying to me, Neil, is we need to have, what I think you really mentioned meaning is that we need to have Christian apologists, people who will stand up and who will say, no, this is wrong, and we should not be doing this. And the Bible clearly shows us that it's wrong. I mean, we talk about, I knitted you together in your mother's womb, I knew you in the secret places, I'd numbered all the days of your life. I mean, we all know these quotes, we all know that these things are wrong, yet we allow it partly because we have been cowed into silence, but also partly because we don't have Christian apologists, those leaders steeped in their Christian faith who are prepared to stand up and be counted. And then when you do that, of course, our politicians who are, um, sadly, they look at it as a a career now, our our politicians will then take notice. But right now, they have no reason to take notice. And as a result of that, and of course the clamps on the media now, we are finding these crazy uh, anti-life, anti-Christian ideas are going through. I mean, I'm I'm not sure which, you're in Brisbane, aren't you? But of course the Victorians have made some very interesting laws lately, which are terrible from a Christian point of view and, and difficult to believe they could even happen.
0: So, Steve, from your position leading Right to Life WA, knowing how things have changed so dramatically from a culture of life to a culture of death, and given that you're mentioning some of these other big developments that have been happening in Victoria, that WA is likely to uh, follow on from, how do you recommend people in Western Australia approach their ballot, how do you recommend they vote on the 13th?
1: Well that's a very good question and I've got to be a little bit careful you know, because we are supposed to be non-party political. Now by that by that we mean we don't support one party or another although we do lobby parliaments, uh, politicians and we do try and change their mind on issues but I think we have to accept that the Labour Party and the Greens are simply anti-Christian and they are simply anti-life no question. They've started with their policies at each end of life, in other words abortion and euthanasia and now they're extending that uh, into our other areas and that's happening um, at uh, you know pretty much at every state level now when we look at um, the other parties for example we're finding that they are either sympathetic to the idea of uh, being anti-christian Uh, they they, in sympathetic to the idea of being pro-choice rather than pro-life we really can't provide them with any support at all I mean one of the one of the laws that's coming through WA at the moment it's been shelved at the moment because no one wants to do anything that might influence the election but one of the laws that's happening now is the safe access zone law which is supposed to protect women when we carry out our our prayer vigils at the on the sites of the abortion um, abortion clinics now really the law is a nonsense and it's based on a nonsense but it's passed in every state and as I said to a member of the media a little while ago, I said well every, not one of those politicians who's about to vote on that law has ever been passed an abortion clinic and looked at what happens, looked at the prayer vigils and the outreach we do yet they're more than prepared to pass that law. So what that means is that we can't really look at the Labor and the Greens and say, apart from a few exceptions, we can't really say that we can support them if we are Christians and and pro-life. There are a couple of exceptions, and I'm happy to help people with those, and there are other researchers that uh, will actually talk to you about particular individuals, and I mentioned a couple earlier. When we look at the liberals, it becomes very, very difficult to support them because of their conscience vote ID The idea is that they are sympathetic towards an anti-Christian stance and are sympathetic towards an anti-life stance. So then you ask yourself the question, well, then who was left And I have to reinforce that I am not um, promoting any particular party. I'm not supposed to. But it is clear that only those parties that shamelessly declare themselves Christian shamelessly do so, and on their party platform, they number and name their, their policies in this area. They are really the only ones who support. And uh, I talk about, for example, the Christian Democratic Party in, in your state, in New South Wales. Oh, sorry, you're in Queensland, I beg your pardon. In New South Wales, I talk about the Australian Christians Party in Western Australia. And so what I'm recommending is that people look at those Parties that are shamelessly saying, no, we're Christian. That's the first thing. But secondly, they look at individual politicians and look at their track record for voting or their political stance if they are, their public stance if they are new politicians. And it is only that that you can actually rely on uh, today. It's
0: a tough one, isn't it? And voting day mm. is approaching. In fact, people are already pre-poll voting even as we speak, Steve Klomp, and uh, great wisdom to offer there for listeners in Western Australia who are thinking about casting their vote for the state election. Let me give the Right to Life website for those that want to connect with Steve Klump. Steve Klump is the president of the Right to Life Association of Western Australia righttolifewa.com.au righttolifewa.com.au Steve, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on
1: 2020. You're most welcome, Neil. God Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.